Lovely listeners, welcome back to another episode of Woody Allen Adjacent, brought to you by our project, the Woody Allen Retrospective Podcast. Thank you for listening. As always, I'm joined with my favourite manic, mad lad, author, content creator, director, all-round great guy, James Daniel Walsh. Welcome back. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm always having you on because you are a great fellow. Very, 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 very great co-host. Out of the top 10 co-hosts, you're definitely number one. <laughs> like I've had many co-hosts. All right, let me stop with a preamble and keep going. Um, on our last discussion, we had a listener request to talk about a director, Edward Burns. We spoke about 1996's film with Cameron Diaz, Jennifer Anson, and others. She's the one. Great discussion. Thank you so much for the recommendation. Paul Stickney was his name. If you want to recommend a movie to us as well, you know how to do it. We'll put the links in the description down below to reach out at us. We're even letting you guys send voicemails over for free on your mobile phone. Links are down in the description. But we want to just get to the point today and talk about our next movie, which was a pick that I chose, a movie very close to my heart with an actor that I love. James, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about the 1997 movie Two Girls and a Guy, starring Robert Downey Jr., Heather Graham, and Natasha Gregson-Wagner, and pretty much no one else. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. And on the last discussion, at the end, when I said we're going to talk about this movie, one thing I said is that, you know, I think people are most aware about this movie from when Ricky Gervais was roasting everyone at the Golden Globes, he was like, he went through a list of Robert Downey Jr.'s movies, and he was like, here's a lot of stinkers. This movie, that movie, two girls and a guy. What's that, a porno? And again, the title does sound like a porno movie, (laughs) but this has been one of my favourite, I'm going to call him RDJ, because me and Robert Downey Jr., we have that kind of relationship. I can abbreviate his name. This is one of my favourite movies from RDJ. Let's put the Marvel cinematic universe to the side let's just talk about acting but before i fawn over this movie which is again a very small movie nothing super bombastic james when i recommended this movie to talk about did you know about this movie had you heard about this movie let me hear your thoughts about this movie first i had seen this movie before yes not for a very long time but it was one of those movies that did stick with me enough to where like every couple years I'd go, Oh yeah, there's that movie and I haven't seen it in a long time. And I wonder if it's still any good. It did stick with me though. And I was surprised because it's been a long time since I've seen it, probably close to when it came out. I was surprised how much I remembered and how much uh, everything kind of stuck with me on, on what was happening and the performances held up very well uh except for one but we'll get into that mm-hmm. and um yeah i i enjoyed seeing this again it, you're right it's a little movie so it's one of those movies that you watch and then you don't you don't necessarily think about it but once every few years what do you think of robert downey jr as an actor we're gonna get i'm gonna focus in on him a lot in this discussion but just want your opinion. Aside from, well, you know what? Fuck it. Put in Marvel as well. How do you feel like uh, feel about Robert Downey Jr. in general? I think Robert Downey Jr. is a phenomenal actor, uh, and I think actually Marvel is the best representation of that because if you look at, he's the only, to me, the only character. Maybe maybe Chris Evans is Captain America that really had an arc that went over the course of those first three phases of Marvel movies where he starts off Iron Man one. He's this immature jerk. He only thinks about himself. He's, you know, a, a, a selfish spoiled asshole. And you watch over the course of all of these movies, him evolve into like, by the time we get to the end of uh, Avengers Endgame, you buy into, yeah, he would, he would completely sacrifice himself and he would, uh, you know, do what was best for everybody else. He has grown as a character. And yet he's never not Tony Stark. It's not like he's suddenly a completely different person. He's always got that, and that's down to Robert Downey Jr., just playing that character so close to himself 
that you buy into it. Um, I think he's a really good actor. I th I wish the only problem I have with him and Marvel is I wish he'd gotten a chance to do more stuff outside of Marvel in the last, yeah, you know, fifteen years. But um, yeah, I he's he's interesting in that you know I always think about when we watch one of these movies if it's an actor that hadn't worked with Woody, like what would he have done? I think Robert Downey Jr. probably could have easily done the parts that John Cusack played for mm. Woody, uh, especially mm. Shadows and Fog, but also uh, Bullets Over Broadway, too. Mm. Um, he could have played those parts in his sleep and been mm. great. Uh, he also probably could have played the, the Sean Penn part in um, Sweet and Lowdown. You know, Don, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um when my kind of history of Robert Downey Jr. as an actor is the movies I saw him in prior to this one and prior to the Marvel Cinematic Universe were small roles where he's like a side character. And until I watched this movie, I really didn't... I always thought he was just a nice, quippy guy. He seemed like a smart guy. You know, he's done a lot of diverse roles. But I'd never really... I didn't really know how much of a interesting person he was just to watch and this movie just showcases how he is just like a force in this movie where he's well let's let's start with the plot of this movie two girls and a guy you know you can probably figure it out there's nothing really to hide here it's about a guy who's seeing two women at the same time at the beginning of the movie they realize that he's been hiding that he's been dating them from them and they confront him. And the whole movie is about the confrontation between the three of them. And how Robert Downey Jr., with his wit and his his dialogue and just his charisma, he just... You, you just watch him. And I'm not going to say how it ends or anything, but just watching him and the exchange with these two women, you just see him as a like a force. And it just makes this movie... I've, I've been watching this movie every couple of years because just... The, like, the screenplay is the, the actual dialogue written. I'm not sure how much he wrote. Apparently, a lot of it was ad-libbed. A lot of the scenes were ad-libbed as well because this movie was shot over 12 days, apparently, in the apartment, in the loft. And, you know, there was a lot of controversy with Robert Downey Jr. at this time in his life. I think a lot of people know, because he's so well-known now, um, he has a lot of problems with drugs. And uh, during this point in his career, I think he, like, came off one one stint of um therapy yeah he'd have been arrested at that point too yeah yeah and after this i think he went back in i think he might have even went to prison short, uh, for a stint and came out for more you know he went in and out in and out this was a small window for him to work again and apparently he was a hot potato that like, people didn't want to work with him a lot of people were mocking him there's one person in particular who's known for mocking people who went in on robert Downey jr and that's eminem Ooh. I remember I watched Eminem had the series, animated series called The Sim Shady Show. And one of the punching bags was Robert Downey Jr. And, it, you know, I didn't know Robert Downey Jr. that well, but I thought it was harsh. <laughs> and um, fun fact, you might already know this in preparation for this discussion. Do you know Robert Downey Jr. was optioned to be in a Woody Allen movie? Oh, I did not. Which one? Do you want to take a guess? Now I'll give you I'll give you a range. This was in the two thousands. Woody Allen wanted to work with him. He wanted to work with him and Renona Ryder. Now Woody Allen has worked with Renona Ryder already on Celebrity, but he specifically said, and this is a quote you can just Google it yourself, that he really wanted to work with Bob. He called him Bob Downey and Renona Ryder on this particular movie. The movie itself, I wouldn't have chose it for him, but I'll give you a clue, James. It was set somewhere between. 2000, 2010, I'm going to give you three chances. Guess. Hollywood ending. No. Mm. Good pick, though. I think he could do, I think he could have done that well as well, but yeah, that's a good pick. Go ahead. Two What's more shots. the one where he was um, small time crooks? You know what, James? I wish I, I we'll get to my pitch for what I wish he did. <laughs> no, but that's actually near the top of what I wish he did. Last chance. Anything else? No. Mm. Free strikes, you're out. You're out, James. The movie that he was optioned to do, 
the reason, I'll tell you the reason why he didn't get it. So apparently, because Robert Downey Jr. had all them issues with drugs, the insurance company found him to be too much of a liability. Mm. And yeah, Woody said that it, it was just too much red tape. So instead, and here's your first clue, they got Will Farrell to do his role instead. Oh, is Melinda and Melinda? It was Melinda Melinda. Oh. Now, the reason why I'm glad he never got that role anyway, because that part was quite small. Yeah. And I would want Robert Downey to have a much bigger... I think he's such... A, he just like, he's like a black hole. He just sucks in everything. Even when you watch Tropic Thunder, I mean, he's mm-hmm. such, you know, he's such a force. You want to give him all that screen time. Now, later, I'll tell you my top five Woody Allen films I wish that Robert Downey Jr. was a leading man on. You've already, you've already picked one, by the way, which is small mm. time. But, you know, this is, this is going back to Two Girls and a Guy. It's a very small film, and you, you just get a showcase of his execution. His execution in this movie is so funny. You know, at the end, it's kind of sad. You know, and you just see this guy is a real talent. Anyone who would see this movie would think, this guy, I need this guy. But I personally think that because of his outside drama with drugs and all that, he was too much of a hot potato. Now, obviously, as we as we talk about this now, he you know he's got so much money, he's done so well with Marvel, it doesn't even matter. But you know, if the drug issues weren't a thing, I think he you know, and he worked with Woody. Who knows? Who knows? But this movie in particular, so good. And I got a clip I'll play later, but. Yeah, I just want to talk a little bit more about Downey himself because, again, it's a very small movie. We'll talk about the other actors as well. But this movie, if you haven't seen it, it's just a, it's a lot of fun. I find this to be a really fun movie where Robert Downey shows how he can just carry, kind of carry anything really on his own and all of his talents. This is going to sound uh, not flattering, uh, possibly even a little bit sexist, but... I don't think he's paired with the best actresses in the world in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Heather Graham does a pretty good job. Yeah. I think uh, Natasha Wagner is not very good in this at all. Everyone uh, says that. All the critics I've read, all the reviews, 100% agree. And unfortunately, I have to agree with you as well. In the first few minutes, when she starts having her exchange with Heather Graham outside of the apartment building, I just thought, man, she's really playing this like it's... And I don't know if this was a theatrical play at any point or not, but she is playing it like it's a theatrical play. With only three people at it, it very easily could have been. But, you know, oh, hi, I'm this. You know, my name is Lou. And, you know, oh, do you do this? And And she's just playing it like... in a very unnatural way. She's playing it like you're in a play. Um, Mm. Heather Graham does better job but heather graham even at her best is not a great actress she's a she's a passable actress yeah and then when you stick them up against robert downey jr as much as i and this might have just been a smart uh bit of casting too because in the wrong hands his character could have been completely unlikable and and we would have hated him and instead i'm watching him and even as he's being kind of a dirtbag I'm a little bit on his side (laughs) and I'm because he's just so charming and charismatic and he's acting circles around his two co-stars and it really made it so that a character that in, in a, you know, if this had been, I don't know, Tobey Maguire or, you know, somebody else, I think I probably would have, hated this character and instead because it's robert downey jr i really liked him and even as he's doing bad things and that's a really you know that's that's sort of a a thing that like an it it makes me think of like and this is a weird comparison but like pacino and scarface like you 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 like him he is a complete and total piece of shit in scarface but he's the best thing in the movie and he's having so much fun that you can't help but just go along with him. Yeah. The director, um, James Toback, he had worked with um, Downey in the 80s. I'll get the name of the film in a moment. And he just said that in, amongst all of Robert Downey Jr.'s woes, 
he said that when he gets out of rehab in the nineties, you know, he's going to be the first person to offer him a job. As you know, it was said that he was getting snubbed in Hollywood at the time, and he wrote this part specifically for Robert Downey. And you know, they've been good friends apparently from this. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that um, in recent years, James Tobmack has been found to be a, a sexual harasser. Um, the other lady you just mentioned, the one that we said wasn't a good actress. Who's Natasha Wagner. Yeah, Natasha. She apparently came on Jimmy Kimmel Live and said in the auditioning phase of this movie, he was like sexually aggressive or he harassed her. And then apparently there's a lot of other women that have come out against him. Nothing concrete, nothing confirmed, but, you know, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention it. So that's unfortunate. But, um, yeah, Robert Downey's character is not doing a great thing in this movie. And in fact, he doubles down on some of his actions in this movie. But as you said, it is so entertaining because he's so charismatic. And everything he says, you know, he double talks a lot. There's some truth in what he's saying. Other times he's just using his intelligence to kind of like overwhelm. Not have a game as much. <laughs> and it's just, that's why I always come back to this movie because just the dialogue is so fun. He executes it so well. And, you know, in terms of emotion, I buy it. A lot of the reviews I read were saying that this feels like, you know, sometimes you can act so well, you believe it's, it's them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've watched interviews with Robert Down, you've seen him in other movies, and it just seems that, the, and he, again, he plays an actor in this movie as well. And when he starts talking about, and that's the clip I got, he starts talking about being an actor, and it just sounds, I know how much you love this kind of stuff, James. I know particularly <laughs> you love yeah. this But kind you of know thing. what? When it comes out of Robert Downey Jr., yeah, it's not uh, as pretentious and doesn't make me want to punch anybody. So um, it's, it, it depends on the person, you know, you get Robert, cause I've seen Robert Downey Jr. Talk about like the, the, his craft in interviews and I'm not watching it going, you pretentious fuck. I'm watching it going, that's the guy who likes acting and he's really good at it. And he's, he's smart about it. Um, yeah. And so, Again, even that thing, which if in a different actor's hands, I probably would not have been able to stand this character for a lot of different reasons. In Robert Downey Jr.'s hands, I'm watching it and I'm just going, yeah, no, I buy it. And, you know, we'll get into it too. But like even towards the end of the movie, some revelations come out about uh, the two women where by the end of the movie, I'm kind of completely on his side at that Mm. point. So... Mm. Um, you know, he's just really good. He holds this whole thing together. Yeah, this is one of the movies where it just you would say a star's born, but before this, he did Chaplin, which I think he was Oscar nominated for anyway. Yeah. So he, you know, he had already had the acclaim. This is just a very small movie that, again, when Ricky Gervais threw it out there like this is a slight against him, I'm like, oh, that's one of his best movies. And apparently, if you look at IMDb, it's someone, and I can't want to. 100% verify this but apparently this is Downey's own favourite one of his own favourite movies and I'm like I I can see why because you just you're very natural in the movie it seems like it was a, there was some elements of himself in it but he just got to go all in you know and mm. I'm not saying that he used every element he was this isn't a thriller movie you don't see new action stunts this isn't, this isn't every element of what he can do you know I'm just saying that if you didn't know how talented he was before you saw the Marvel Cinematic Universe and you saw this movie, and you don't mind watching a small movie with just a few actors, I think most people would be really impressed by what he does here. Now, um, Cisco and Ebert at the movies gave the film two thumbs up, if that means anything to anybody. A lot of the reviews I've read are very favourable. If you go on YouTube and watch the clips, everyone's got praise for Robert Downey because he is that good here. Now, again, it's a it's hard for us to drag out talking about this movie, which is why I kind of want to focus on the Woody Allen aspect as well, because Woody Allen didn't do a lot of movies like this. You know, he's done a few movies where either they were based on stage plays, like don't drink the water sunshine boys. And there's one more, but whenever you see Woody Allen do a, uh, a TV uh, movie or a play based on the movie, whatever, and it's just a small set, it reminds me of this and it just mm-hmm. really 
put upon me how much I wish Robert Downey Jr. worked with Woody Allen. Now, I tried to find anything about... I wanted to know if Robert Downey Jr., what his thoughts were on Woody Allen. Like, even if he was happy to work with him, what he felt about him, you know, aside from the controversy, as a filmmaker, what he thought, you know, but I couldn't find anything. All I could find was Woody Allen praising him, saying he always wanted to work with him. He's a he's a real talent. And that made me really happy. Um, it's unfortunate he never got to work with him. But in a moment, I'll mention the top five Woody Allen movies I wish Robert Downey Jr. was the lead in instead of whoever Woody chose. In some cases, himself, as you mm-hmm. just said, small time crooks. I think that uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing a crook, you know, masquerading a cookie, uh, a, a, you know, a dessert shop as a front would have been great. We've seen Robert Downey Jr. do crime movies as well, like um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is amazing. He's great in that. Really, really fun movie. Um, but before I go on and on, I just, I'll pass the baton uh, back to you, James. I mean, apart from this movie and the Marvel Cinematic, have you seen any other Robert Downey Jr. movies? Oh, yeah. The Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, like you said. Obviously, Tropic Thunder, which is one of my favorite comedies. Yeah, great movie. He was in a movie that wasn't great, but he was great in it called Due Date. Him and Zach Galifianakis. He was in, oh, yeah, he was in that. I forgot he was in that. Wow. All the way back to like him being in Back to School in the 80s with uh, yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. He's, he he even did uh, Richard III with uh, Ian McKellen, oh, which really? he was very good in. You see? So, yeah, I've seen quite a few Robert Downey Jr. movies. When he got cast as Iron Man, I remember a lot of people who were like, oh, that, that junkie, you can't have him in yeah. it. You know, and I remember just seeing him his name attached to iron man and just went that's perfect that yeah. is a, that is absolutely perfect he doesn't even have to act same same and even like when they said he was going to play sherlock holmes i went oh i don't know about that and then yeah. he was really good in that yeah so yeah i don't think i've ever seen a movie where i thought he was bad in it i've seen bad movies he was in yes and movies where he, you know if, if he like there was a movie called in dreams where he played like basically a freddy krueger type serial killer oh. and um who, who I, I barely remember this movie but i if i remember the premise it was that he could go in people's dreams and kill them um <laughs> and it was a dumb movie and he wasn't mm. he wasn't good in it but he wasn't good because of the direction not because of him he was doing you could clearly see he was doing what he was told and I think this was really during his those days where he was in the wilderness and he was just mm. lucky to get a part. So I'm sure he he the director probably said, do this. He was like, oh, I don't know about that. It's like, well, do you want this job or not? But yeah, he's he's one of those guys who is just watchable. Unless he's doing something like Richard III, where he's doing an accent and he's, you know, doing Shakespeare. You could accuse him of kind of always playing a version of himself. Yeah, yeah. Even like Natural Board Killers, where, you know, he's he's got the Australian accent. He's still being Robert Downey Jr. in that. But he's so likable that you don't mind it. You know, you want him to be playing himself. You want him to be doing um, his Robert Downey Jr. thing. And this movie might be the most Robert Downey Jr performance he's ever given like and and the fact that so much of it was improvised obviously he was just riffing off the top of his head with a lot of this stuff and and it shows it feels natural it doesn't feel forced he's a very natural performer and i think that had he worked with woody and i'm a i'm a big john cusack fan i always thought john cusack was very underrated Mm. However, if you had put Robert Downey Jr. in Shadows and Fog or in Bullets Over Broadway, he would have been even more likable and a, a better fit than John yeah. Cusack, I think. So, yeah, love him, love, him, love him as an actor. Always have. Yeah, I do. And here's the thing that kind of burns me about him, because during his rise in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he actually took a pause to do a movie in between that I really enjoyed. But he got so much shit for this movie. And I never understood it. 
it was a movie in 2014 called The Judge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a legal drama with him and Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got Billy Bob Thornton in it as well. It's a great kind of crime drama. Yeah, I've seen it. It's been, uh, it's a good movie. But everyone said, ah, oh, just go back to being... We don't want to see that shit. Just go back and get your Marvel money. I'm like, this is... And it kind of made me feel like, you know when I had to say that, oh, they don't want to do franchise movies no more because... You know, that's all they're known for. They get typecast and they want to... And I'm like, when I saw when I saw Robert Downey Jr. do The Judge, I was like, I wish I could see him do these singing in movies again. Because again, I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was either just before Iron Man 1 or just after. Just before Iron Man 1. Just yeah. before. And, you know, I'm glad he dedicated himself to the Marvel movies and, you know, had those string of successes. And again, he developed that character, grew that character. I think you know, it would be almost unanimous to say to see someone else in that role is going to be so hard. They've got such a, a tall tall hill to climb to surpass or even get to that uh, downy stage. But yeah, man, this this and for those of you who listening, like two girls and a guy, I'm not gonna watch that shit. That sounds whack. In the nineties, he wasn't really known. Did a what Ooh. I want to do? I want to play this clip for you guys. Have a listen. I honestly think this is just, I know this is in bad taste. It's a fun movie. To me, this is a fun movie where you see an actor just kind of trounce everyone out and show what he's got. And if you're not going to watch the movie for whatever reason, listen to this clip. It's about a minute and then we'll come back. And then I want to talk about the five movies I would put, put him in the lead for Woody Allen instead of the ones that other people did. But let's see the clip first. You're right. This is this is kind of fucked up. But I am an actor. A, an actor's lie. You oh, know? it just gets worse and worse. I'm not trying to excuse it. I'm just. I, I think I learned a something. Point. A lot of actors don't lie. Just as a lot of actors who play killers do not kill people when they are not acting. Not good actors. No, you name me one good actor who doesn't lie. This is beyond belief, even for you. Okay, Denzel Washington. He doesn't lie. Now, how do you know that? Because I just do. He, like, oozes honesty and integrity. Yeah, see, Denzel Washington is a good actor, and a good actor persuades you of one reality and lives out another. Come on, Blake. Are you going to tell me that Denzel Washington isn't the most coolest person around? I don't know. Do you know Denzel Washington personally? No, do you? Yeah, I've seen him around. I've seen him at parties, auditions. Really? Oh, really? Yes. You and Denzel Washington? Did you guys audition together? Like, yeah. the two of you, like, for a big director or something? <laughs> I mean, I don't think Denzel fucking Washington auditions. Do you? He's a huge fucking movie star, unlike yourself. I saw him at Grace Papaya like two weeks ago, okay? And I think I got a, a pretty fair indication of what he was like. I'm not even talking about Denzel Washington as an individual. I'm talking generically. I'm talking about the art of acting, the nature, the life, the experience of me as an, as an actor, okay? So your point is that it's okay for you to lie and lead a double life. Because you are an actor. What I'm saying is I'm saying that the two are connected, okay? I, 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 if I was like a Supreme Court justice, you would expect a literal on-the-nose, you know, little-minded answer, straight-ahead answer like that. But as an actor, I, I, I think that I'm granted a little leeway. So this makes it our fault that we should know that you are a liar and double-dealer because Clarence you are an... Thompson. Who the fuck is Clarence Thompson? The Supreme Court justice who lied about Anita Hill. Duh. Thomas. Thomas who? Thomas, Thomas, Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas is, and, and there's no proof that he lied about anything, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. You think that Anita Hill made up the whole Coke can pubic hair thing? Are you intentionally missing my point? You know, what's funny about that whole scene is that they, you know, through the whole movie, they have ample um, reason to, you know, hate him and because he betrayed him, blah, blah, blah. But in that scene, you know, you kind of understand what he's saying and, you know, the, mm-hmm. the text makes a horrible mistake, but he kind of, he, he, he could obviously like make her feel like shit, but he kind of snickers and says his point. But he's so convincing and kind of earnest. He's earnest, mm-hmm. kind of defending his point and being reasonable. It's a persuasion. It's a kind of, it's I don't know. I, I feel seduced in a way by his dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's sed- it's seductive. How good it is, you know. <laughs> and yeah. I should not like him. Yeah. No. He, I mean, he's. Um... And, you know, it, as the movie progresses, to me, I just felt more and more on his side because there's a point, really, I think after that scene that you, did, that you just played a clip from, where they say, we're out of here. And they walk out because they're in, they're in like the bathroom. 
But they don't leave the apartment. They go into the kitchen, they help themselves to a drink, and they start braiding each other's hair. And at that point, I'm like, what are you, why are you still here? Yeah. Get out of his apartment. And there's a part of me that wanted Downey to, and you couldn't, you couldn't do this because then you wouldn't have a movie, but there's a part of me that wanted Downey to go, all right, just fuck you both. Get out. Yeah. Get out or I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> yeah. Like, because especially with the Natasha Wagner character, that see that clip that you just played, there's a way that they could have framed this where like, cause clearly she's playing somebody who is not that bright. Yeah. Yeah. And you could have framed it as he was taking advantage of her. And instead yeah. all I see in that scene when, you know, she, he's correcting her on the name of, you know, Clarence Thomas and everything. Uh, all I see is like somebody who is so much smarter than her. Yeah. And she's being obnoxiously dumb. Yeah. It puts me even more on his side. And as revelations come out about the fact that neither of them have been faithful to him, it just makes me go, well, then what is the point? That's that's maybe my only real criticism about the actual story of the movie is because mm -hmm. they weren't faithful either. His mm -hmm. infidelity doesn't really matter. They've just, they've basically just all been in an open relationship. And they just weren't honest about it. Yeah. So when they're like, yeah, we fucked around too. So what do you think of that? It's like, um, well, then why are you mad at him? What, why? What? What's the, what, you know, what are you, <laughs> what is the point anymore? What is your argument anymore? And yeah. that really, that's the only complaint. I, if the two of them had just been hurt because they were lied to, fine. Uh, but once it turns out that they are also lying, it just then it it, it I, I it, it to me it it muddies the point of the movie enough to where I'm I'm now no longer even sure what the point is. Well, that's what I like the most about the movie, to be honest with you, because I think that's more realistic. Now I don't know if they would have come out and admitted that in real life, and that's just part of the plot of the movie. But I think that's life in the real, real of it, that everyone puts their cards on the table. Oh, you know, fuck it. We're all fucked up. And again, I'm like, okay, that's cool. And I'm not saying that to alleviate the man getting away with what he did. I just thought that it was kind of refreshing to see that, okay, well, if we can, if, you know, full transparency, everyone's kind of fucked up. And, mm -hmm. and I don't even think that's the point of the movie. I don't think the point of the movie is that they're all fucked up. I think it's an encounter truths are revealed and then you, at the end of the movie you know you don't know where things are really gonna go but you know the cards on the table how's it gonna end it's like a snapshot of real life for me that's what i like it and going back to another point i want to make i kind of agreed with everyone that natasha wasn't the best actress in this but one thing that i do see more on repeat viewings is these two women i wouldn't call them polar opposites but I can see why he dated both of them because their personality yeah. is so different. It's like two different flavors. So it actually makes sense because if they were too similar, if they were both strong, but Heather Graham's character seems a lot more intelligent. She seems just more, um, I'd say more mature in general, where Natasha just comes as a very young, uh, kind of ditzy, and, and I can see the appeal for him to date both of them because I feel like he's having, you know, two different flavors. So I could, I'm like, you know what? I kind of, I, I get it. I do get why he, again, when he could have chastised her, he doesn't. Because I think mm. he knows, he knows who he's dating. He knows and he planned it. So I'm like, this is kind of cool. Now I get it. And upon repeat viewings, I kind of, it kind of made a little bit more sense to me. Or maybe I'm just making shit up to make myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, because he, he does admit he hasn't even been faithful just to the two of them. That I think he says, he you know, what, what yeah. what's the line? Less than 10? Yeah. But these are the two women that he keeps coming back to. And I think that he probably is in love with them as much as he is capable of being in love with anybody. Um, he, he wants to continue. He, he's lying to try and get out of this, not because he wants to... He, he he wants to continue to see them both, and he's trying to figure out how to do that. 
yeah, at the end, they kind of all come out and almost agree to that as well, which is, again, it's like, okay, wow, didn't see that coming. <laughs> and, and that's the only part that I misremembered. I, I, there is a, a pretty graphic sex scene between Robert Downey Jr. and Heather yeah. Graham that I think almost got the movie an NC-17 rating. There is a great story for that. But I'll let you finish your thought, and I'll tell you the, the funny story behind that with the director. But go ahead. But I completely confused that with um, possibly the movie Wild Things, right? Um, where I thought that there was it was a three way. A three, yes, 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 yes. So that part I misremembered. Instead of Natasha sitting on the stairs looking like a sulking child, <laughs> yeah. So the funny, and I read this off IMDb. So. Um, Apparently, the director had a really interesting battle with the ratings board about the rating for this because basically they were complaining. And again, when it comes to nudity, I've heard this argument so many times in movies where the ratings board have less issues with violence than against sex. Like they don't mean to see people get shot, blown up, or whatever. They're much more leaning on that. But when it comes to sex, big no 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 that really bothers them so apparently the director was in uh, the room with the raters the rating body and they basically said they were judging that scene with robert downey jr going down the heavy graham and they were like they were counting how many times his head was bopping yeah. up and they actually said 13 head bops too much too much and the director said he made a joke he said to the woman because it was a woman he said that apparently he said be honest with me if it was three three bobs on Heather Graham, do you think you would have got her off? Have you been gotten off the free head? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, and I, I read that on IMDb and I laughed so hard. And apparently, he said she she her expression didn't even change. And I just thought to myself, what a toffee nose stuck up! Bitch. <laughs> you can't even smirk well, at that. At that, there, that was a good joke. There is a great documentary called this film is not yet rated which ah. ironically is rated mc17 by the mpaa but <laughs> it's about the mpaa and how it's a completely biased mm. and out of touch organization that really uh you know they they'll have grudges against certain directors or certain yeah. studios though yeah they'll do something for political reasons. They don't like a movie for a political reason, so they want to make it so fewer people can see it. And then they'll let another movie pass for doing the exact same thing or worse because they like the director. So, yeah. It, it was at a time where you kind of had to get that R rating because there was no... If, if you didn't, the movie wouldn't be shown in theaters. Now you can not even take it to the MPA. You can just... goes on Netflix. And yeah you know fuck them <laughs> their, <laughs> their opinion doesn't matter and people can just watch the movie however they want to watch it and they don't have to make any cuts to it all right well i've been teasing this for a while um and we'll kind of wrap up this discussion because i know today i know it's a short episode ladies and gentlemen but we had to wrap this on a bit shorter but i do want to i do want to have this short discussion with james about robert downey jr in woody allen's hands what five movies have I chosen? And I want to see what James thinks about this. These Ooh. are the five movies. And I'll leave the, my, my number one pick. I'll leave last. These five movies, I think he could have worked in. Now, in most cases, I think the actors, existing actors are good. And the first pick I'm going to pick, I'm, I know I'm going to get pushed back on. Now, Deconstructing Harry, Ooh. Robert Downey Jr. shows in this movie, he can deal with the angst, with the back and forth with that. And I think he would have been a great main character, replacing mm. the character mm. in Deconstructing Harry. Yeah, well, I mean, Woody didn't even really want to play that part. If I remember correctly, he took it to um, Bruce Willis and Robert De Niro. Apparently, yeah. And uh, possibly Al Pacino. I feel like that was another one that he took it to. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, it would have changed the movie a lot because obviously Downey's way And especially at that point, Downey was way younger. It was the same year this movie was released. This ninety seven. I think they were both released in ninety seven. Yeah. Well then that Downey was probably what, twenty eight, thirty, somewhere yeah, around there. He was about this ninety he was born in seventy, so it would yeah. be twenty seven. But it would have made a lot more sense with like I that, that movie, which I really do like deconstructing Harry quite a bit. Oh I but, do. With Woody um, as well. I do and Woody him. Woody's actually really good in it. 
But him wooing Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, not really. That didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I never bought that for a second. And yeah, Robert Downey Jr. could have done a a really good job in that. Maybe brought a little bit more youthful energy to it. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I know people say a lot of the movies in the 2000s, before the controversy really happened, and you know, right now he can't get a lot of American actors to be the main leads in this film, blah, 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 blah. In the 2000s, Woody was doing a lot of the main roles that people wanted other actors to do. My second movie is a, 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 a well, you you mentioned it, Small Time Crooks, again. Mm-hmm. I think I would have been grateful with Danny Jr. Again, now I know later when they, in the second part of that movie where they're, when they've got all that money and they're living the higher order life, I think Robert Downey Jr.'s energy would have been great in that. And I would have loved mm-hmm. to see him with another female actress do that movie. Small Town Cooks is one of my most disappointing with the anime yeah. movies because the plot is so great. It is so good. But, you know, and a lot of the cast don't get to shine in that, especially the bank, the robbers with Woody Allen. They, they just put to the side for Woody Allen and his wife and the high and Hugh Grant. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And I never liked him and Tracy Ullman together. I didn't yeah. think that worked at all. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep going. But, yeah, Small Time mm-hmm. Fox is another one. You already mentioned Hollywood ending. Now, I actually don't mind Woody in this at all, to be honest. With you. I thought it actually worked because you want a director who's directed for a long time as well. So, you know, a bit of, But I still think Robert could have been good at that. Mm-hmm. My second to last movie, Magic in the Moonlight. In the um, Colin Firth Yes, mm-hmm. Yes. Magician. I always wanted to see Robert Downey Jr. play that kind of role. You know, the shy star. With Emma. I think it could have been great. Yeah. Now, I think the movie was good. And I think I like that movie a lot more than a lot. I, I think people consider that one of his thinkers. But I like the movie. I think Colin Firth did a good role in that. But I think Robert Downey Jr., would have talked to the next level. He was doing Marvel at the time. Wouldn't be done. Um, I'm going to say, any, I'll, this is taking the piss a bit. You can get about 100 actors to do Rifkin's Festival, so I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wallace. I'm sorry, Wallace. But it's the truth. It's the truth. It is. It is. You put Robert Downey Jr. in the in the Wallace Shawn part. <laughs> Suddenly, it's not one of Woody's worst movies ever. Yeah, and he wouldn't touch that whole potato because that was off, you know, this man's... The thing about Robert Downey Jr. that I do admire is there's a big part of him that doesn't give a fuck. Like, there's a lot lot of people in his position who, if they got an invitation to do Joe Rogan's podcast, wouldn't do it. Yeah. He went on Joe Rogan. He didn't care. It was like, yeah. I think it's because he was already hated in Hollywood, already ridiculed. So he doesn't feel like he has anything to prove. And that's why I really wanted to find an article with him talking about Woody Allen. Because I just wanted to know, aside from the controversy, what he felt about his movies, you know. Was he excited to possibly work with Woody? Would he work with Woody again? Probably not now. Nobody would now just because of, you know, whatever, whatever. But let me move on to my last pick. The one movie I wish Robert Downey Jr. did, which I don't think is going to be a surprise to anybody, is fucking Celebrity. Mm-hmm. I wish Robert Downey oh, was in that role because Kenneth Branagh's performance, you know, sucks. <laughs> so, he literally just imitated Woody to it. It was horrible as well. Robert He's Downey, the worst. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. in that role with all the other actors, I think he fits in as a glove perfectly. His energy, mm-hmm. his, the way he executes his dialogue, his charisma with um, Charlie's Furman, Tobey Maguire, you know, all of them actors in, I think it would have been fucking great. And I think Celebrity is a decent movie, even with Kenneth Branagh, but I think Robert Downey Jr. would have made it as one of Woody's best. Very well could have. Kenneth Branagh, there are a lot of, of offenders in the trying to imitate Woody department. Because uh, I also think Will Ferrell was terrible trying oh. to imitate Woody. Um, I mean, even Scarlett Johansson, I felt like in Scoop, was doing... A Woody impression. She was. But Kenneth Branagh just, he couldn't do it at all. He couldn't pull it off. He was basically doing an impression, which the the ones that can pull it off, they're not doing an impression. They're taking like the Woody energy, but they're not doing an impression of him. And Kenneth Branagh was just doing an impression. It was terrible. Yeah. So I'm going to wrap up and say, um, I know we kind of didn't talk about the movie as much as talked about the elements. Two girls and a guy. 
is a great showcase of, I won't even say, you know, showcase is the wrong word. When you watch it, you see Robert Downey Jr. masterfully execute a great role, take mm-hmm. over and make you like him when you shouldn't. This is not one of his thinkers. This is mm-hmm. one of his best movies in my mind. And again, it's a very small movie. Um, I didn't mention another movie he did with Nicole Kidman called Fur, which is a very mm. strange movie. Very it strange. Is. But yeah. very good. But I liked it a lot. Sad ending, but I liked it a lot. Um, he does weird movies, but I, that's what I like about Robert Downey Jr. And even now, he's got a new mini series on HBO. I just saw it. It's about um, I forgot what it's called. Uh, it's about some kind of espionage. It's set in the park. Yeah. Apparently, Robert Downey Jr. is playing five different characters, something like that. You know, he's he, he's not doing something safe. He's doing again something that's a bit off the wall, a bit odd. And even the Doctor Doolittle movie he did uh, two years ago after Endgame, nobody liked it. But he, you know, it's a passion project for him. You know, so check out Two Girls and a Guy. Sounds like a porno movie. It's not a porno movie. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Stream it if you can. I actually should have checked if you can stream it. But if you like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, if if that's all you like him has and you watch his movie, I think you might even be more surprised because you'll just say to yourself, I need to watch more Robert Downey Jr.'s movies because this guy is a force on his own. Seek him out. Seek out this movie. Yep, for sure. It's it is one of his better ones. Yeah. Anything else to say, James? I don't want to drown you out too much because I obviously fawned over this one a little bit. <laughs> uh, no, I I think I agree with you. It's it's definitely a movie to check out. I I don't like it quite as much as you do, just because I think if you had picked a couple of actresses who were more in his league and could have kept up with him better, like I kept thinking about in the. Natasha Wagner part, I kept thinking about Catherine Zeta-Jones. Ooh, my God. <laughs> with with that, you would have you would have completely understood, like, his attraction to her, and she yeah. could have pulled off the dialogue better. Uh, it, it, you mentioned Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kid- Kidman could have done the Heather Graham part much better. So that that's really that, and the, the revelation at the end around the two of them, which does kind of muddy the movie for me a little bit. But otherwise... Mm-hmm. Watch it just for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. It's it's well worth watching just as a showcase for him. I mean, most of this, you know, discussion has been about him. It hasn't yeah. been about his co-stars. The movie, the plot is threadbare enough to where we covered it in about two seconds. So yeah, there's there's not a lot to talk about there. It's really just a, a chance to watch him. Uh, you know, some people are sorry to just tag this at the end. Some people ask why didn't why wasn't this a play? Would this make a good play? Here's the thing, isn't it? Robert Downey Jr.'s performance is so good. I don't know, you know, if another actor could put it off this well. Would that, you know, this does seem like, this does seem very stage play. Definitely. Three people, one place. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But all I do know is that you want to see more Robert Downey after this. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but I completely forgot. So I'm just going to... Oh, that's what I was going to say. I just remembered. If Robert Downey Jr., as you just said, didn't care enough to work with Woody Allen, I would love it. I would I would have been blown away. If if Rifkin's Festival was with Robert Downey Jr., everyone would have watched it just for him. They would have... I don't even think they would have even cared about the Woody Allen shit. So I don't know how he feels about Woody Allen. I don't know if he would work with him again. I know he's older now, and you know I don't know what he would do now. A Rifkin's festival actually would work better for him. That that oh, whole yeah. worked for him. He still would have been the older man, yeah, in that in that situation. But he would have been the older man where you were like, okay, yeah, the doctor would fall for him. Not so much Wallace Shawn. And lastly, one thing you did say I want to go back to Robert Downey Jr. And especially when you watch this movie, you would think everything he says sounds pretentious. But the way he executes it with his charisma is so good. Now, I watched, and again, you can roll your eyes if you want. Some people do not like this. Um, Inside the Actors Studio. Inside the Actors Studio had an episode of Robert Downey Jr. I watched about 10 minutes of it. And his, you know, his upbringing, his dad, you know, he was, he was brought up in an acting family. And just hearing it was, it really shows. And this movie, I think, it, more than anything else, if you watch Actors Studio, Robert Downey Jr., and you watch this movie, I think you would enjoy this movie even more if you care to. Just putting it out there. I saw Actors Studio. It's pretty good. 
and yeah, I got you know I got a love a lot of love for Robert Downey, but right now he don't need to work no more. That Marvel money got him on a cloud, cloud nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why, uh, to me, of all the actors who we would like to see work with Woody, he's the one who I think there would be the best chance because he doesn't have anything to prove. He can do whatever he wants to. Yeah, and he was going to. He was going to work with Woody, but the whole thing, you know, there was some bureaucracy rubbish. So on that note, we're wrapping up the discussion for Two Girls and a Guy. Thank you, James. I'm glad you've seen it already. Glad you joined us discussion. But now, James, it is your turn. What is the next movie we're going to be talking about as part of Woody Allen and Jason? Well, uh, I've got one for us to talk about that uh, will be a first for this podcast. Ooh, I like it. It is an animated movie. Why not? And if, I, if I'm if i pronouncing it correctly, it's called Animalicia from 2015. I've heard of it, never seen it. It's a, a, a very, very Woody Allen-like movie. If Woody ever made a, a an animated film, it would probably be a lot like this. <laughs> well, James, we already know, I think uh, Woody Allen only did one animated movie, Ants, which a lot of people enjoy. A lot of people enjoy it, and I like it as well. So, yeah, he was very good in that movie. Very good in that. So, I'm so thank you for switching it up. I think that's great. I hadn't seen the movie as well. I'll be watching that with my lady, and then I'll be right here with you next month to talk about Amanalisa. I can't even pronounce it, but mm-hmm. yeah, look forward to that. Um, James, thank you so much for being on as always. And as always, if the people want to reach you, how can they get in contact with you, sir? Well, you can always find me at the Manic Expression YouTube channel, and my books are available on Amazon. Amazing. You can find me at Planet Tyro on Twitter. But all the links to everything we said before will be in this down below. If you find it in your heart to review us, please do. You can review us on iTunes, which is on PC or Mac. Just start going to iTunes, find our podcast, and leave a written review. Or if you listen on Spotify, you can just give us five stars, one click, and that's it. All of that helps us gain engagement and more people visible to our podcast. So thank you for that. Everyone who reaches out, everyone who listens, Thank you so much. And on that note, we will love you and leave you. See you next time on the next recording. Take care of yourselves. Bye for now.